McLeod, and welcome to the 905er. I am flying solo for this one, folks. Roland is away on vacation, and so I thought I'd change it up a bit for this one. As longtime listeners of this podcast know, we view the 905 region in the process of change. Demographics, population, and of course development have all changed recently. We are on the cusp of transformation into what we cannot say, but nevertheless, we are changing. As the old saying goes, you can't know where you're going if you don't know where you've been, which is why my attention was grabbed by the Burlington Public Library's Twitter account this past week. The library announced the launching of a digital archive of Burlington's history on their website, an online trove of over 200 years of documents. A quick view of the archive shows a wealth of archival information about family histories, old maps, and planning documents, as well as the receipt of land purchase of Burlington from the Mississaugas of the Credit from way back in 1805. There's a lot of history to sift through to be uploaded, but what does this mean for Burlington's story? And what is the importance that this can play in determining how Burlington changes over time? Not to mention, how can other municipalities in the 905 copy what Burlington has done and help document their own story? To answer those questions, we reached out to the Burlington Public Library's CEO, Lita Berry, to invite her on to discuss the archive, as well as its role in helping to tell Burlington's story. As well, before we begin, I friendly ask that if you do enjoy our pod, support us, CA and contributing $5 a month. As well, you can sign up for our updates so you know when each episode launches and any changes to the podcast. Now, on with the show. Okay, thank you uh, to the Burlington Public Library uh, CEO, Lita Berry, for coming on to talk about uh, this. In my, in my mind, it's a bit revolutionary, This the, the digital archive that the Burlington Library has put together. And rather than myself trying to bastardize the explanation of what it does. I'm going to throw it over open to you and maybe you can just enlighten our, our listeners about what it is that the Burlington Public Library has uh, has done here. Thank you so much, uh, Joel. Really appreciate your interest in our, our new um, platform. So uh, Burlington's Digital Archive is a, a new online platform for Burlington Public Library, uh, which is designed to showcase the library's local history collections in all its formats. So uh, we have a physical local history collection at our central library, um, but what this platform really allows us to do is make the digitized versions of our collection more accessible and more broadly, uh, not only to residents of Burlington, but really around the world. So the archive includes a range of of collections. I think some that are most mm -hmm. probably of interest to some of your listeners would be um, maps of the city of Burlington. So we've digitized a number of maps. We have um, family collections, um, photographic collections, all sorts of rich historical resources that really help to paint the picture of uh, Burlington's uh, history. Um, and so appreciate your enthusiasm for the, the product. We, we are excited. We think it's pretty revolutionary for us. We do have, there are a number of public libraries and archives that have sort of been in this um, space, but we were, we had a, an older piece of software that we've been using for a number of years that really just wasn't, very friendly for our users and mm -hmm. really didn't showcase our collections. So to be able to move to this new platform that's going to allow us to do both of those things a lot better, I think will be 
very revolutionary in the sense that it'll help us connect the content with our, our users, which is really what we're all about. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to our past episodes, but a running theme on this podcast is the changing nature of the 905 region and that the, the 905 has been changing from kind of that quiet commuter suburb of everyone going in, parking their cars and going into Toronto. And and that's the quiet suburb and that the 905 region is changing into something. I don't know what, but it, it, we're, we're, we've seen every city in the 905 seems to be in the process of some kind of change. Um, and I the reason why this caught my eye is the the old the old saying you know we can't know where we're going if we don't know where we've been, Absolutely. um, and so I'm I'm just wondering you know how important was it for you your team at the Burlington Library to to take this on yourself to say this is Burlington's story this is what this is how Burlington came to be as opposed to saying letting I know some other other municipalities have let other uh, organizations do some kind of digitized uh, doc, uh, archival work, but you guys mm-hmm. took it upon yourselves. I'm wondering what was the importance of you guys doing that as opposed to letting a third party uh, do that for you? Yeah, that's a great question, Joel. I think for us, we recognized that this was material that we already had in our possession. So uh, last year, Burlington Public Library celebrated 150 years of service to the community. So over that time, um, p- people have entrusted collections to us that have um, value in terms of the local history. So uh, when we really reflected on our responsibility in terms of stewarding those donations and, mm-hmm. and that commitment to the library, um, and very much as you were talking about sort of that storytelling of what, what does the story of our past tell us? And we are, our shelves are, are full of so many stories, uh, but to really be able to focus on Burlington stories and, and some of the material that we had in our possession, we just recognized that it wasn't very accessible. We, you know, people would come in and research in the room, um, but that's just such a finite member number of the population that can come in to do that and to make that so much more widely available. We work in partnership. So actually on the archive, um, it's a partnership with the city of Burlington, with the municipality. They've, um, they are one of the repository holders along with the Burlington Historical Society. So, um, you know, citizens of Burlington have such pride in their community and very much as the 905er audience sort of listens to like what what that pride is all about in terms of pride of place and the communities that we choose to live in. Um, And to be able to share some slices of Burlington's history with residents to kind of build out, as you say, those stories and those pictures of the past that really help to shape the Burlington that we see today. And if I think of some of our collections, uh, like the map collection, you can see we have a number of of maps from the planning department of the city of Mm -hmm. Burlington. You can literally see the city grow and evolve. Well, Um, on on that note, I I do want to point to our listeners. uh, One of the things that we talk about is the truth and reconciliation uh, in the area. And what I thought was interesting is one of the first maps that you have on this archive is essentially the bill of sale of Burlington, the the plot of land that would become kind of downtown Burlington or that mm-hmm. that area of Burlington from the, the Mississauga of the Credit, the Credit, yes, nations. Yeah. and you know it's and it, we keep we keep caring about like land land claims and 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 the and the bit. And it's kind of interesting to see like that's 
that's kind of the birth of Burlington is that 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 sale, bill of sale of the land from the Mississaugas. And I, you know, and, and to be able to share that sort of documentary right. heritage that demonstrates um, that uh, part of that, you know, very complex story, I think we really wanted to ground uh, that collection in, in sort of how mm. how the community evolved and, and grew and to be able to give that, and I believe that map uh, dates to about 1805. So right, to be able right, to right. give the community access to 200, 200 years of history to see how um, from those you know, very early days, Burlington has grown and metamorphosized and evolved. Um, I think to your to your point really speaks to that story. And as people try and imagine what the future is or, or what it means to be a, a resident of Burlington today or a resident of the 905, um, as you alluded to, to look back, to understand, you know, the present and then also understand the future is something that we really hope um, that, greater access to this collection helps to enable some of those conversations and those stories. Well, I, I do hope that people who are listening to this episode do take the time and we'll, we'll, we'll include a link to it in our show notes for, uh, for our listeners, but it, it's fascinating to me. Um, Cause another, a theme that we talk about is like, is the development that's been going on in Burlington and the 905 that we need. The fact is, uh, you know, we need housing, we need places to live and to grow and to be a city and a community. I'm not going to let you ask for your opinion on that, but I do find it's interesting is that the naysayers, you, you know, we're, we're, we're going to lose part of what was Burlington if we allow this development to happen, or if we allow this, this part of the, of the city to change. And I find it interesting as we go into this digital archive, you can see like Burlington has always been changing. There's always been mm-hmm. that, that, that new 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 part the, that new development or to, it's, it's i mean if you look at that like going going back to that map of 1805 the 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 sale they, if you can see burlington you can see like the boundaries of burlington but it's not burlington it's it's just a plot of land and i find that i, I just i my imagination starts running when i see that because I, I think of the the kind of discussion that we're having now it's like oh we're going to lose something so maybe but maybe we're also going to gain something if we if we if we do this right uh, yeah, absolutely. That that change, I think, and uh, you know, they always say a picture is worth a thousand words. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, are, you know, to be able to look at some of these images and as you highlight that, that to highlight that change really is constant, but that there are some human values that also sort of remain the same. So, you know, it, um, this new platform has much stronger search capabilities. So to search a word like the beach or Spencer Smith Park and to be able to see images that you know date back uh, over a hundred years of people walking the what was then called the promenade of Spencer mm-hmm. Smith Park and you know the things that have attracted people um, to live in Burlington some of those uh, carry on through the generations and what what they might look like has changed over time but but the human element that draws people to our, to the parks and the beaches and mm. the those shopping strips um, is really timeless. And to be able to to walk through history and see that, I think, really uh, speaks to your point in terms of 
uh, again, I, I am not a planner, so I won't speak to the planning of, you know, as much as there are concerns about grow communities growing and changing, um, that uh, with that change, there's an opportunity to um, learn and grow and bring those, carry those quality of life pieces that people in the 905 value so much um, forward and to not lose sight of them and, and to really center them um, in the discussion. And I think projects like the Burlington Digital Archive really give people a means to do that in terms of seeing how timeless some of those community priorities truly are. How important, I guess, was it to you, you and the, and the city to, to do this kind of in-house, you know, to, to, to make sure that this, because I, I presume as the archive grows, as, as people find other paraphernalia in their in their their family history and they might say they want to turn it over to the library for our, this archive you know how, how important was it to say that you you keep it in-house that this is burlington's story and that you know your your success whoever he, he or she may be gen, you know a generation down the road continues this this archival documentation of of burlington's development and change yeah, that's a great question. We absolutely, uh, there's a number of initiatives in the province and in the archival community that look at um, these collections more broadly. And, and we didn't want to lose sight of that. So even with the platform that we selected, the way that we are um, describing the work and we actually feed into the, the province's Archeon platform, which is a, a provincial archive. So um, what we're really trying to do is, is sort of a bit of that best of both worlds of participate in the, in the broader archival community, but then be able to kind of create an entry point for people who are particularly um, interested and committed to the community of Burlington to be able to um, see that story um, through that lens as, a, as opposed to the broader ones. So uh, we haven't sort of excluded that bigger dialogue, but we've chosen to, to focus on it. And, and as a public library, you know, so much of our mandate is serving the needs of the community that we serve both in the present and, and going forward. And um, as I mentioned, just that pride of place that we know is so strong in Burlington felt like there was a really a wonderful opportunity for us um, to showcase that through uh, this Burlington Digital Archive and just to create connections. One of the deciding factors for this platform is that it was going to allow us to better curate the collections to create sort of virtual exhibits so that, you know, for the, I, as you mentioned, I encourage everyone to sort of take a look and explore, but we're also over time going to be helping bring items to the fore by making, mm -hmm. um, you know, virtual exhibitions available that will point people to some things that they might not have stumbled up across on their own um, and help to tell, tell that story as well. Well, that, that's, I, I think that's kind of the benefit of doing it in house is that you're, you don't lose that ability to kind of manipulate or, or find those threads uh, mm -hmm. as they, as they are in the material as, because that's the thing is people kind of go through and they, they explore it on their own. They might find uh, stories that weren't, uh, uh, up front initially, mm -hmm. that there were, you know, it's just, and I, I think that's it is important for us to be able to own own and tell our own stories on our own terms. Absolutely. What you know, I, I don't know if it, if there are any other cities that you model this on. Like, do you know of any other Ontario cities? I cannot 
find any uh, a note that definitely that there's some, some I think as you've referenced even in just talking about the 905 of how unique all of those different communities are so I think in some cases uh I know uh some other 905 communities that have um are embarking on on some of this work. I know Hamilton has an an extremely large local history collection, um, and even uh, communities such as Bramford. Um, but yeah, I think what we've chosen to do is really uh, focus on on what we had that was specific to to Burlington, and and we have some great historical partners in the community in terms of the museum and the. Um, Burlington Historical Society. And when we looked at, at what we thought we could offer to the community that would help amplify that history and, and give us a platform where we could collaborate with those organizations more effectively, because uh, one of the many, many missing pieces was really a software that would allow us to do that in a really accessible way. Um, you know, it, I think we've so normalized the internet as something that's so pervasive and and that we access all the time. The reality with some of this archival material is it's actually a bit daunting to make it available online. We have the collection of city directories. Most of the city directories are over 900 pages in length. So to have a software platform that's able to search that content and present it to the end user in short order because we're all used to Google presenting right. something to us immediately um, is a, a little bit of, of technology that's been a, a bit in the making in terms of just recognizing one of the great things about this platform is any content that we've OCR so that has the um, uh, we have the full transcript for so you know some of this archival material the type is so small it would be hard for people to to read the content um, this software allows us to to extract transcription about it that's going to make it so much more um, accessible so when we thought about the library's role in the community our role is really about connecting people with information in an accessible way um, and this platform is really going to help us be able to do it as it relates to our local history collections. And as you alluded to, you know, we know we have, we have a number of resources that we have a lot in the collections still left to digitize with a lot of work ahead of us, but we also know um, that there are other people in the community that might have um, some treasures in their basement that they've been holding on to looking for a way mm -hmm. to share. Um, and this, you know, platform and process is going to give us an opportunity to have some conversations with with those residents about potentially donating and, and what that might um, look like in terms of how we could digitize um, elements of their stories as well. Well, it, it's incredibly powerful, especially when you, you get into the the more, I, I dare say, probably the more fragile photographs and in, in, in the documentations from the the beginning of, of Burlington that quite frankly, you know, even if you are a casual researcher, um, I can't imagine using probably having to go in and schedule a date and time mm -hmm. and a Absolutely. window to view it. And but then even still, once you're viewing it, to say like handle with the most utmost of care to preserve the th this eliminates all of that. It's it's right yes. there, literally literally at the click of a button. You as you said, you type in the parameters of your search, and you're able to to do in seconds what 
might have taken. What would have been like a very laborious uh, research and then and not be able to sort of take that away with you too. So feel for all of those folks who are researching their house or or doing a family history for them to be able to um, download copies of that content and use it in terms of of fair use for their own personal research is uh, something that we know is going to be a wonderful asset. Um, Now, as this is going to go go out, there'll be other people from other parts of the 905 listening, and they might be wondering if their local library has a similar uh, uh, venture. I, I wonder, not, I know that not every other municipality in, in the 905 has done what you've done and for various reasons, but I, I wonder if you could, if you, somebody's listening and they're saying, well, should my, my, you know, my, my municipal government go down this route? What would you say to them? You know, what 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 do you say is the importance of of doing of preserving and 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 document documenting an archive in this in this mm-hmm. manner? Oh, absolutely! I would say for any of your listeners, um, if they're interested, to first just check and ask um, in their community. It could be that their public library has a similar resource. You know, we've been so. Uh, I think timing is everything in terms of some of these conversations and and with it being the city of Burlington's 150th, our launch of this updated platform is really just resonated with people, which is so exciting. But I would encourage people to start by by asking because a, a, a number of communities may have an existing resource um, that they're using and it might be through their museum, it might be through their library or they might be um, have an archival association. Uh, and then from there, you know, if they figure out who's sort of working in that space, f- see what the priorities of those organizations are um, and how, uh, how they can access the material that they're um, looking for and, and just highlighting that um, there's interest. I think there are s- so many competing priorities that so many organizations are, are facing. Just knowing that people are interested in this material and mm-hmm. wanting to explore it uh, is really helpful for libraries to know in terms of putting those priorities forward. Um, but I would I would start by just suggesting to everyone to ask because you might be pleasantly surprised that your library has something that you didn't know um, existed. So hopefully a lot of people will, will have that experience. Uh, absolutely. And I, I hope that they do. And I hope that they're, if there's not a formal, uh, organization made me that sparks a conversation for the various associations and not-for-profits out there to, to help document this. Cause I, 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 you know, this is me editorializing, but I do think <laughs> it's important for a, a community to have its own history documented, um, as opposed to having somebody else do it for you. Because uh, again, once you know kind of where you've been, it's easy to make a plan on where where you want to go forward. Um, Absolutely. I I, I I know that we're your your time is busy and, and valuable, so I want to thank you very much for taking the time to come on to the the podcast. Uh, what's next for the for the archive? Is there big plans, or are you are you we're going to see different material pop up in the in the next year? Is stuff waiting to be unveiled? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, our definitely our priority has been getting the, the platform live. But now that that's live, we're looking to um, continue to add uh, content. So digitize more and more of our ephemera and our picture collections. Uh, we're currently um, working with, uh, we have a student intern who is processing a former mayor of Burlington, Rolly Bird, uh, donated his personal archive 
um, a number of years ago. So we're in the process of processing that and I'll be digitizing some of those items to add oh. to the collection. So I guess the question is how, how much material do you have in the archive to digitize then? We have, in terms of number of items, I'd say we have a, a smaller archive. It's really the work that we do um, in partnership. So Burlington Historical Society has many, many photos that we assist mm -hmm. them um, in digitizing. Uh, and then for the library's own collection, it's going through. Um, so for the archival phone that we have, figuring out sort of what the priorities are from a digitization standpoint. So not necessarily are we gonna digitize everything that would be in a particular collection, but trying to digitize some of those key items so that people can discover the collection. And then for those researchers wanting to go more in depth that they can access some of the material. Uh, we're also working with Torstar um, hoping to, to provide access to uh, some of the communities um, historical newspapers as well, which would be something that we know many would uh, really cherish because those local newspapers are such a wealth of information in terms of years gone past of uh, what was very much what you spoke to in terms of that history of the community and what was happening and what, were, what was going on and what were people prioritizing. Um, so we've got lots of, of different conversations in play um, and definitely are not going to run out of content to, very good. to add to the platform. That's for sure. Very good. Well, uh, thank you very much, uh, Alita Berry for, for coming on to the uh, podcast today. Uh, very exciting to see this happen and to Burlington to have access to its history in such a comprehensive way. Thank you very much for, for the work that you're doing. And thank you very much for uh, taking the time to come on to the 905er. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk about it. Appreciate it, Joel. that's it for this episode of the 905er thank you for listening as always you can send us your feedback thoughts and concerns or ideas for future episodes to our email info at 905er.ca we'd love to hear from you you can help us keep the 905er going by financially supporting us through patreon as well as paypal Visit us at 905er.ca and click on the support tab. As well, links are in the show notes for your convenience. Lastly, you can find us on social media. Search for the underscore 905er on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So long for now. See you next time. to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional 
Learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health. Remember, your doctor works for you. Learn biohacks, neurohacks, ways to improve sleep, and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain App, and at naturalmanpodcast.com.